Hello and welcome into another episode of Lockdown Wolves. Today on the show, breaking down Team USA's loss to Lithuania, Anthony Edwards near Team USA record 35 points. Uh, we'll talk about his performance, his shot selection, how he played defensively, super impressive, and also what's missing for Team USA right now as they enter, uh, I mean, essentially one and done now, right? Or not one and done, but I guess elimination games into the semifinals, only eight teams remaining. We'll talk about the road ahead for Team USA and for Ant. It's all coming to the show. Welcome in. You are Locked On Wolves. You are Locked On Timberwolves. Your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Lockdown Wolves. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NBA or enter the promo code LockdownNBA for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Labor Day to those in the United States. And a big thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere. That includes YouTube and also wherever you like to listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Odyssey, wherever you listen to, to pods, you can find this show. You can also watch on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. More great local sports coverage 24-7 for free. Download the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app today on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can also follow on Twitter or X at BBeacon. That's with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. And also at our show account, which is at Lockdown T-Wolves. Lockdown T-Wolves, don't forget the T. All right. Today's show is is once again all about Team USA. It's once again all about the FIBA World Cup. Uh, Team USA is in the semifinal round despite losing to Team Lithuania on Sunday morning. Um, there are eight teams in the semifinals, and, and I want to break all that down here towards the end of the show. I want to start with the actual game Sunday, but we'll talk about the road ahead for Team USA, what other teams they're going to potentially have to get through. I should note, Carlton Towns is done. The Dominican Republic played well, but ultimately lost uh, twice, and that essentially means they're done. They lost to Serbia by quite a bit, 112-79 um, in their final game. And Carlton Towns, again, had a strong game. He played 35 of the 40 minutes, had 25.7 rebounds. He did turn it over seven times, but he knocked down three threes, got to the line six times. Just another strong performance from Cat as he tried to, uh, I guess, tried to, to keep the Dominican afloat. And he played well. Again, uh, Kyle Anderson and China are done, too. Um, so, yeah, uh, good for Cat to, to be able to to have a strong run in in the World Cup and you know represent obviously his his country of heritage, his mom's country, um, and you know that's a cool story. And, and of course, there's great reasons for Cat playing for a team, the Dominican Republic. I think John Krasinski at the Athletic had a good piece about that uh, maybe a week or two ago. Um, but you know, from a basketball perspective, hopefully this gets Cat in a little bit better. Um, playing shape. Not that he wasn't in shape at the end of last year, but just like ready to go for camp here in just like three weeks um, versus, you know, playing so few games or, or I guess last offseason coming into it, having had a little bit of an injury plague season the year before, but especially last year missing 53 games. Um, hopefully this helps get Cat ready for camp. But let's talk about Team USA and Lithuania. Um, Team USA came into the game undefeated, Lithuania same on Sunday. And of course, the only current NBA player on their roster is Jonas Valanciunas. 
And Donatus uh, Don- uh, Matayunis, formerly of the Rockets, he was a lottery pick, I think late lottery pick, close to a decade ago. He's on the team as well, but just a solid team. This is another one of those European teams where a lot of these guys have played together for a long time on the national team. Um, just a solid basketball team. And I think the 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 headline for me in this one, and, and TBSA was down a ton early, right? They were down like 19, yeah, 31-12 at the end of the first quarter. They were down um, 21 at halftime, which is like unheard of for Team USA, right? Down 21 at halftime, came all the way back, and um, or I guess they were down 19 at halftime, came all the way back, and uh, and were within what four points at the beginning of the fourth quarter, like just a, a phenomenal run in the second half for Team USA. The way Lithuania built their lead was primarily through just lights out shooting. They made their first. I don't know, like 12 baskets in the first, in 12 threes, maybe not literally 12, like eight or nine threes in the game, just couldn't miss. And for the most part, the U.S. ball pressure was good, and it got better as the game went on when they were like, oh, shoot, these guys can actually shoot the ball. Um, and and ultimately, the TBSA defense was fine in the second half. First half, they laid off a little bit too much, and Lithuania was piping hot from the field, especially from beyond the arc. And that's really how they built their lead. It was that, and it was rebounding. And a lack of ability for Team USA to compete in in uh, in the paint. And put simply, like Team USA doesn't have the bigs that you need to compete against the Lithuania. Or we saw them struggle at times against Montenegro. We saw them struggle at times against other teams with you know Australia in the exhibition season. Other teams that have additional bigs. And don't get me wrong, like Bancaro had that great game last weekend. Um, you know, Bobby Portis has had moments, but like. Paulo Bancaro, Bobby Portis, and and yes, I know Jaron Jackson's on the team, but he's been in a lot of foul trouble, um, and that is one of the biggest issues. But those three, I mean, Valanciunas, like, I, we talk about Jaron Jackson versus Valanciunas, obviously very different players, but by and large, like, the U.S. just didn't have the bodies. As soon as Jaron Jackson got into foul trouble, they were in big trouble. And now, of course, Valanciunas ended up in foul trouble, too. He actually ended up only playing 19 minutes of this game. He had 12.7 rebounds, but early he was just kind of pounding away. Um, uh, Sedekerskis with Lithuania also had 11 points, 11 rebounds, a game high 11 rebounds. And again, for the second straight game, nobody at Team USA had more than five rebounds. That's a problem. Um, it was a problem to defend the Lithuanians in the paint. It was a problem on the glass. Team USA was a minus 16 on the glass after being, I think they were a minus 21 or something against Montenegro. Lithuania had 18 offensive rebounds in this game. It felt like I was watching the Timberwolves from the last couple of years, quite frankly. that That's what this felt like. Um, so number one problem for Team USA is the big play and the big depth behind Jaron Jackson Jr. And I'm sure in an honest moment, Grant Hill, who, of course, the director of Team USA put the team together, and Steve Kerr, the head coach of the coaching staff, they would agree, like, hey, we could have used a couple more bodies. Because, again, this, is, this isn't this is the NBA, right? This is international play. A lot of these teams are still running through the post. A lot of these teams are rugged and aggressive on the inside. And Team USA, while they have length, you know, basically everybody except Jalen Brunson is, is, is long, right? Um, they don't have the big man depth. Now, Team USA tried some different things like Walker Kessler played. I think this is the second straight game. He was an early sub off the bench. Well, this game, I think he was actually the first sub off the bench, but didn't play in the second half. Um, the other day, he was kind of a second quarter sub and didn't play in the second half. Um, Steve Kerr, I'm sure, has his reasons, but I feel like Walker Kessler against a team like against a team like Lithuania makes a little more sense than 
than certainly than Bancaro. Uh, Portis, I think, in theory, made a lot of sense and, and did lead the team with five rebounds in 10 minutes, right? Um, Bobby Portis just isn't, can't contend with Valanciunas and some of the other bigs from Lithuania. That's just, he's a good role player, but the construction of this team, um, I, I'm not at all saying that they're not still going to win the World Cup because they they still very well could. And and we could argue about having the best couple of, like, it's either Ant or Shea Gilgis-Alexander that are the best players in the entire tournament, right? Like, it's one of those guys. And then you'd probably say that most of the next top 10 players are still on Team USA. Now, Canada's got like seven NBA players, and obviously Valanciunas is really good. And there's a couple other guys that are still playing that are very good as well. Um, Luka Doncic, for instance. But uh, so I guess, yeah, I rescind what I said. Luka would be the best player in the entire tournament. SGA and Ant, one of them is the second best player, right? And the other one's the third. Um, Team USA has still should have the overall roster depth because they're all NBA players and they're all good NBA players. But it's just it, because it's not a dream team like scenario. There just isn't that that top level depth. And that's going to make these games. Yes, Team USA got it to within six points. They should never get blown out. They should have never gotten down by 20 points. They might lose a close game or two because this roster, well, still probably the best. It is the best one through 12 or whatever. However many guys one through 13 there are. Um, it's not it's not like. It's not one through 12 of all-stars, right? It's one through 12 of good, solid NBA players with four or five all-stars on the team. So, especially in the front court against a team like Lithuania with experience that's rugged, that can rebound, that's going to be an issue. I want to talk about Ant's game specifically here next segment, then we'll take a peek at the schedule ahead uh, for Team USA as they move into the semifinals portion of the FIBA World Cup. So we'll do that here next. Put simply, bird dogs make you look good. Bird dogs are the absolute most comfortable shorts and pants. I have a pair of pants now as well that you will ever wear. And I, I sincerely mean that. Bird dogs make you look good. They are stretch khaki shorts that look phenomenal. They, they're designed to fit slimmer through your leg and your, and your thigh that give your legs a truly sculpted look. But they look like khaki shorts in that you can wear them anywhere. Like I'll wear them on Saturday morning. I'll wear them around the house, wake up, put them on. Um, hang out in the backyard, drink coffee on the porch, run to the store, grab donuts, whatever, uh, you know, go to my kids uh, sports game, come home, be wearing them all day long, go to a barbecue, wear the shorts all day long, no matter what you're doing. You could wear them to church, you could wear them golfing, um, but they are super comfortable. They have a liner. You can you have the option to add a liner to give you extra support, um, and also just it, they're just more comfortable with the liner in them as well. And uh, they they look phenomenal. They feel phenomenal. It actually kind of feels like you're wearing basketball shorts, athletic shorts, mesh shorts throughout the day. But they look like you could wear them to anything. You can't like go to church in basketball shorts, right? You can't go to whatever. You can't go golfing to basketball shorts. You could wear these, and people say those look like legit khaki shorts but better, and you can tell them they feel better, like 100%. They are so much more comfortable. Uh, they have this cloud knit fabric they invented. They look just like khaki, but again, they stretch to give you that slimmer fit uh, on your legs, make your legs look truly sculpted. And right now, if you buy your bird dogs at birddogs.com slash NBA, enter the promo code LOCKDOWNNBA at checkout. You'll get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. Again, that's birddogs.com slash NBA for a free water bottle at your checkout. Um, they sent me, a, a, you know, I got a hat with my one order. I got the, uh, the the mug with my other order. These gifts are legit 
high quality. So get this water bottle today. If you're going to order your bird dogs, now is the time to do it. And you should like, I am not kidding. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. I wear them all the time. Birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. Enter the promo code locked on NBA at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. A big thank you once again for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, every day as we'll keep covering the tourney that uh, we'll preview briefly here in a minute or we'll talk about the game on Tuesday Team USA has. We'll talk about that on Wednesday's show. And uh, if the USA continues, they'll play through the week. We'll talk about uh, Team USA and Ant on Wednesday and Friday. And then we'll get into some Wolves stuff next week, I guess, either way or earlier if somehow USA loses on Tuesday. Um I shouldn't say somehow it's on the table. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but we'll get into plenty of season preview stuff, wins, projections, all that good stuff. Training camp's like three weeks away. So plenty to get to here in the next couple of weeks on lockdown wolves. All right, let's talk about Anthony Edwards and um, his performance specifically. He had 35 points. Team USA had four players in double figures. Nobody else had more than 14. Anthony Edwards squeezed the trigger 26 times in this game. Nobody else shot the ball more than 10 times. He had more than two and a half times the number of shot attempts as the next, as anyone else on this roster. And by the way, Jalen Brunson was the only other player, double figures in shot attempts. Mikel Bridges and Brandon Ingram each shot the ball eight times. Uh, by the way, this was Brandon Ingram's by far his best game, I think even including the exhibition season. And, and now, of course, he started coming off the bench. He had was five of eight shooting. was actually a pretty big part of that third quarter push from Team USA. But let's talk about Ant first. Um, he was aggressive early and often in this game. I thought early in the game, he actually pressed a bit too much. And I don't want to say that's why Team USA got down by a bunch because it's not the sole reason, but there was like no ball movement. And it was just Ant felt like he was taking it upon himself, which is great in the big moments. That needs to be the case late in the game that fine. Uh, but early in the game, Team USA was a bit too focused on just getting Ant these touches and Ant was happy to oblige. And it's not like this is, it's not the Timberwolves, right? It's not, random NBA. This is this is a team that in theory has a deeper roster one through 12 and you got to take advantage of having Mikel Bridges on the team. You've got to take now Jalen Brunson was cold early. He played well in the fourth quarter, but Brunson missed two, three shots and kind of forced some things early in the game too. But like I get like you're not good. Josh Hart's not going to shoot the ball a bunch of times, right? Jaron Jackson's probably not a focal point of what you're doing offensively. Um, but still, I, th- I think they were a little too focused on just getting Ant going. And, and he was so good from the mid-range in this game. Like, for some reason, Lithuania was just giving him basically elbow jumpers. And he made like four or five in this game. Just, And I don't think he missed one from that range. Um, at least not one that was that was open. So Ant was involved early and often. I thought he was better in the second half than the first. Um, but he was solid throughout. And, and like, you'll take 35 points on 26 shots any day of the week. Like, it's hard to complain about that. He was 9 of 13 on two-point shots, and a couple of his misses at the rim, easily there could have been fouls called, 5 of 13 on threes. So half his shot attempts were two-pointers, half were threes. I would say of his two-pointers, probably at least half of those were mid-range jumpers, too. They weren't in the paint. Um, There were a couple of really nice drives that he had where he just blew past his guy, um, and and that's something that we know Ant is capable of, and, and Steve Kerr was on the sideline a couple of times when that happened, he was pretty overjoyed. Like, hey, just do this all the time, Ant, which is Steve Kerr and Chris Fidge can have that in common now where it's like, hey, man, you can you can blow past your guy in almost every play. Like, don't don't mess around with the long range stuff off the dribble when you could just get to the basket. Now, he only attempted four free throws, uh, which 
in general was a problem for Team USA in this one. They only had 19 free throw attempts as a team. Uh, Lithuania shot a bunch more in part because the, the uh, Team USA was more aggressive towards the end defensively and fouling, but they were, uh, Team USA was minus six in terms of free throw attempts. Um, the bigger problem with Ant's game well, let's not talk, let's not say bigger problem. He had a really good game. I don't want I don't want to take away from this at all. Defensively, he was fantastic. I thought in both halves. Like in the second half, he had the strip that then there was a shot clock violation called, even though it looked like he had possession of the ball. He had another strip that led to a crazy three from somebody on Lithuania in the corner when it was like a two possession game with a couple of minutes left. Um the like he had maybe more deflections of the second half, but I thought he was just as good defensively in the first half. He was locked in. And this is the version of Anthony Edwards. This I don't want to I don't want to turn this into a major soapbox moment. This is perhaps a topic for another day. Um, but this this game was another example of Anthony Edwards with his back against the wall, just being lights out, just phenomenal, and looking like he's one of the best five players in the league. And I'm not saying he literally is in the NBA. Uh, he is in FIBA, maybe not not in the NBA yet. But he can look that way when his back's against the wall, when the team's down in a big way, when it's a really important game. But it took him a minute to get going in this game, too. I know he knocked down his first shot. I know he was in a rhythm early. But, like, he didn't really look like what we all were expecting until Team USA was down big. And we saw this uh, in the exhibition season. I forget what game it was. Uh, Germany or Australia, one of those games. And we've seen it throughout the Timberwolves season. Like, it's just a random run-of-the-mill game, which now every game is an elimination game, So essentially. So we should see that version of Ant. But will Ant look this way You know, on December 12th in some random NBA game? Like, Can we just get this locked-in version of Ant all the time? Because defensively, on both ends of the floor, really throughout the game, he was awesome. The ball pressure was great. He had three steals and a block in this game, um, and, and he had so many more deflections. Like the deflection that I guess he... I don't think he got credit for the steal that led to the shot clock violation because by definition, he didn't have possession of the ball since they called the shot clock violation. Uh, but he had the, you know, stripped the ball right before the made three, which wasn't his fault. It was great defense. Had a couple of deflections in the half court that did go back to Lithuania. Um, his block was spectacular. It also led to a Lithuanian basket. Um, just, just really solid defense from Ant throughout this game. And again, offensively, like it would have been great if he got into the paint a couple more times, but I think we'll take 35 points on 26 shots every night of the season, right? I mean, Timberwolves fans, like we would take 35 points on 26 shots, you know, 82 times next year if we could get it. Uh, and also the defense that Ant played. It's not his fault that the rest of the team didn't necessarily come to the party. Um, Three-point shooting was was so-so at best from the rest of the team. Um, just overall uh, activity level was so-so like Austin Reeves had only seven points in 12 minutes. Now, part of it was he doesn't play a lot with Ant. He did two games ago um, in the in the win on Friday. Reeves played a little bit more with Ant. We saw less of that in this game. Uh, maybe that's something that Steve Kerr looks at. Mikkel Bridges played well, but could have been more involved. Um, Ant in this game, by the way, with the ball in his hands as much as it was and playing 29 minutes, he only had one rebound and two assists in this game. Two turnovers. So he took care of the ball a bit more. One of the one of the turnovers was he just dribbled the ball to the other team, lost the handle. That happens once to twice a game for Ant. Um, but only one rebound and only two assists. And uh, one of those was late to Bancaro in what was nearly garbage time at that point. So, um, you know, overall, a really well-rounded performance from Ant. And clearly, Team USA, for the most part, is going to go how Ant goes. 
But he also didn't lift this team to a win either. They didn't get enough from Jalen Brunson. They didn't get enough um, probably opportunities for Mikel Bridges. It didn't get enough from like there was nobody that stood out. Like if I was doing studs and duds for this game, there's nobody that you're like, oh, that guy had a terrible game. I mean, Josh Hart was fairly nondescript, but like, what are you expecting from Josh Hart? Right. He's a solid role player. Jaron Jackson's foul trouble, I guess, would be the biggest thing to highlight. Five fouls in 15 minutes, which I guess is part of the reason why Austin Reeves only played 13 minutes. He also had five fouls. Um, but Jared Jackson was good. In fact, uh, if you're a regular listener to Lockdown Wolves, you know that I, I don't love individual games, single player plus minus. But I think it tells a bit of a story here. Jared Jackson was a plus 16 in this game. Nobody else from Team USA was better than a plus four, which, by the way, was Anta, Jalen Brunson were each a plus four. Nobody better than a plus four except Jaron Jackson. He was a plus 16 in 15 minutes, but because of his foul trouble, had to be on the bench a bunch. And why do you think... Jonas Valanciunas, uh, Tadas uh, Sedekerskis, and the rest of the Lithuanians were a plus 16 on the glass. Why do you think they had 18 offensive rebounds? Why do you think they dominated in the paint? Well, in large part due to Jaron Jackson Jr. being on the bench with five fouls uh, or in foul trouble for most of the game and ending with five fouls. That's that's the biggest issue in this game was the lack of front court depth, the foul trouble to Jaron Jackson, which of course are are related. All right, let's take a look at the upcoming schedule for Team USA. And and now I, I messed up my words earlier. It's basically, it's not one and done. It's basically win or go home. If you get, you know, there's still seeding games and all that stuff. But if you're trying to win the championship, you got to win every game moving forward. That starts on Tuesday for Team USA. We'll talk about the upcoming schedule, which teams are left here next. All right, uh, Team USA next up on Tuesday. Team USA takes on Italy in the semifinals. There's now eight teams remaining. So that, that's how this, it's now just like a regular bracket. So there's eight teams left. Sorry, I keep saying semifinals, quarterfinals. Team USA versus Italy. The winner of the quarterfinals takes on the winner of Germany and Latvia. On the other side of the bracket, you have Lithuania and Serbia playing, and you have Canada and Slovenia playing. The only undefeated teams so far in this tournament are Lithuania and Serbia. If I remember, yeah, Lithuania and Serbia are the only undefeated teams. Uh, Latvia lost to, they barely beat France, but they lost big to Canada. They're still in the tournament. Um, let's see, who else? Slovenia lost a game, or so, no, sorry, Slovenia's, no, sorry, it's Germany and Lithuania, the two undefeated teams. Slovenia did lose a game. So Germany plays Latvia. They're, Germany's still undefeated. And remember, Team USA barely beat them. I think they won by eight in the exhibition game. And the winner of that game will face the winner of Team USA in Italy. Team USA has not played Italy at all yet. Italy beat Angola by 14. They lost to the Dominican Republic and Carl Anthony Towns by five. They beat the Philippines by seven. And then they squeaked, squeaked past Serbia by two. And then they beat Puerto Rico by 16. The Serbia game and the Puerto Rico game both being in the second round. So Italy is definitely, definitely a winnable game for Team USA. Um, I'm going to see where Italy's actually ranked in the world here. I want to make sure that I have this have this correct. Um, definitely a team Team USA should defeat. Italy is 10th in the world currently. Um, and by the way, Germany's 11th. Serbia is 6th. Slovenia is 7. Latvia is going to be a little bit further down. Uh, they're actually 29th in the world. So they're the one team remaining that's not in the top 10 in terms of world ranking. Um, of course, of note... Australia is no longer in the tournament. We know France is no longer in the tournament. And also Spain, who came into the tournament ranked number one in the world, 
no longer in the tournament. Now, they were behind the eight ball a bit with no Ricky Rubio, et cetera. Um, but that is notable. So otherwise, you have five teams that are in the top 10 in the world, and you have Latvia, who's 29th in the world. Uh, so Team USA takes on Italy. We I just ran through Italy's schedule. Um, their roster, like there isn't a whole lot there that you're going to look at and, and uh, be very familiar with unless you watch a lot of European basketball. Uh, now, Matteo Spagnolo, Timberwolves second round pick from a couple of years ago. He is on the roster. He's kind of an end of the bench guy. He's had some DNP CDs. He's played one minute in some games. So we may or may not see him on the floor. He's not a rotation guy for them. Um, but there aren't any other there aren't any current NBA players on their roster, unless I'm completely overlooking somebody. Um, but there's obviously a lot of top level type talent, top level international talent. So it's a tough matchup for Team USA. If they win, they'll play the winner of Latvia and Germany. And again, Germany will be heavy favorites in that game. They have not lost yet. So likely it's USA and Germany in the semifinals. And then on the other side, Lithuania and Serbia is going to be a really good one. Canada and Slovenia will be really good too. Luka versus SGA and that Canadian team that includes Nikhil Alexander-Walker. So Timberwolves players still in the tournament. Alexander-Walker, Ant, and then um, also uh, Matteo Spagnolo on Italy uh, off their bench. But Alexander-Walker being a, a key rotation member for Canada and obviously Ant being the best player in Team USA. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, this is Tuesday morning is the next game. And of course it's uh it's gotta be a win for team USA. And then they'll play next on Thursday if they win, or I'm sorry, no, they'll play actually Friday. Thursday is the losers. Then they would play Friday, um, Friday morning. So we would try and on Friday show, assuming they win, if they win Tuesday, we'll talk about that on Wednesday show. And then Friday, I'll see if I can't wait till after that game happens to record the show, uh, depending on what time that's at. And uh, we'll talk about Friday's game then. So in general, a decent start to the World Cup for Team USA, right? Like, you just have to get to this round. And, you know, they've got to get to that championship game. They've got to, especially with Spain out of it, right? Like, if you win this tournament, you, Team USA is be ranked number one in the world uh, easily moving forward. Um, but you have to win this tournament in order to do that. And frankly, actually, if they get to the championship, they probably would still move ahead of Spain in the world rankings because Spain got knocked out prior to the quarterfinals. So um, exciting basketball upcoming. Anthony Edwards is going to be a huge part of it. And so we'll talk about it all here on the show. Also upcoming, we are going to talk. I know I keep teasing this, but Team USA keeps winning and um, it's, it's fun to talk about Ant's performance. But we are going to talk win projections. We're going to talk what all the other sites, Bleacher Report, ESPN, all the prognosticators are saying about the Timberwolves. I'm almost ready to give my final win total projection. I, I really wish the roster was 100% final, but I suppose it probably doesn't matter who the 13th guy is uh, or who the second two-way guy is when it comes to uh, predicting Timberwolves win totals for this year. I just, I just like to know exactly what I'm predicting here um, or or. Uh, you know, exactly what the team looks like that I'm predicting the win total for. But anyway, we'll get to that here soon, depending on how the rest of the FIBA World Cup shakes out. Otherwise, that's all we have for you today. Of course, uh, you can listen to Lockdown Wolves wherever you listen to podcasts. You can watch on YouTube. You can also watch on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. A big thank you to those that do make this show your first listen every day. Of course, you can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T Wolves and also at B Beacon with two B's, two E's, C K E N. Of course, Lockdown Wolves podcast is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.